For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ida. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 81 of season 7. It's your man's E-Dub. Back again at late night. Well, actually, it's early morning. Just finished um, walk. Well, not walking out, but unzooming out of, <laughs> is that even a word, of the Hawks press conference. And listen. I don't know who's starting these 8.30 games, man, but starting this podcast at midnight, y'all just pray for your boy. <laughs> Hawks get dubbed tonight, 110 out of 88. So many things happening. So, like, so many things happened tonight, even before the game, during the game. Oh, man, so many storylines, and there's no way to even say you had an idea of which way this this series was going to go is going to go there's so many variables right now so we'll just we'll start from the beginning and we'll try to sort this thing out okay so uh first and foremost before i begin i want to encourage you guys to rate review and subscribe to the podcast how do you do that glad you asked if you're listening via apple podcast just go to the little rating area click on that five stars Right in the little uh, the area. Hey, I really love E Dub and what he did with the Hawks beat. Love their content. They're consistent. Uh, they pumped out 81 podcasts this week, and they're good people. So we are greatly appreciate if you could do that for us. But <laughs> we're gonna start in the beginning. In the beginning, um, word that Trey Young was not going to play uh, was probably released probably about an hour before the game. And immediately, immediately, the um, 
the Vegas odds changed. <laughs> I mean, they went from, I think, six-point dogs to, like, nine-and-a-half dogs. And had I known, man, I would have gotten some of that action. My God, man, nine-point dogs. I would have taken that to the cleaners. But uh, Trey is out. Trey is out. And um, it's just funny to see the different reactions. It's funny to see the different reactions. And the tweet that I sent out before <laughs> was simply this. They still got to play the game, y'all. They still got to play the game because fans and, 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 you know, news folk, they do this like, oh, one guy's out. So obviously the other team does not have a chance. Um, I don't believe that. I'm like, yo, man, you got to play the game. You got to play the game, man. That's just what it is. But um, in true fashion, the Hawks came out and they executed like a well-oiled machine. And I had a feeling that they were going to do that. This team is like, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Hoosiers. Like, <laughs> this team is like a real-life Hoosiers, man. Like, like Nate McMillan is like a real-life Gene Hackman. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, don't miss a beat. Lou Will gets to start. You know, it's funny because after the game, all the reporters are just asking all the questions like, so what was it like when Nate came up and asked you and told you you were getting the start? Like, what what kind of moment was it like? Everyone's fishing for like, like a magical moment. And this is probably the highlight of the press conference. Lou says, I was on the training table. Nate came up and said, Trey's going to be out. You're starting. I said, okay. And that was it. <laughs> That was it. He was like, it wasn't no remember the Titans type thing, man. Like, that was it. You know, I just finished. I had to go and prepare the way uh, I needed to prepare to get ready for the game. I went and talked to Trey. I asked him how he was feeling. And I just went and continued to pre to prepare, you know. It was funny because, like, people always want to. That they're searching for something more than what's really there a lot of times. And I don't, I don't blame them. Like, you know, you know, it's whatever. But, uh, you know, Lou gets to start. And listen, Lou's a vet, man. Like, it, 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 I don't know if folks are still surprised at what you get from Lou Will. He's a vet, man. That's what he does. But Hawks come out and they jump out. They look really good, man. Jump out to a 15-5 to start. Uh, Lou Will had seven points in that first seven minutes, man. And I tell you what, man, they, they looked – they didn't look scared. They didn't look scared at all. And it was – I'll say this. If you're a Bucks fan, you have to feel disappointed. You have to feel disappointed. And not for the obvious reason of, you know, of um, Giannis getting hurt. No, not for that reason. But for the reason that this team, and listen, even if Giannis doesn't get hurt, you're losing that game. You're losing that game. Um, they were not prepared. They were not prepared, and that has to go to coaching. That has to go to coaching. Um, <clears throat> last game, they was just super dominant in the paint. Um, they didn't shoot as many threes as they normally do. They were efficient. And, you know, of course, Chris Middleton goes off. And, you know, that was kind of the mainstay. But I thought that they really played together as, as a team. And I thought they got good shots. I thought they were patient. They were the absolute – they were the opposite of that tonight. They were the absolute um, – 
opposite of that tonight. And I thought you have to credit the Hawks. You got to credit the Hawks because defensively, I thought they were they were good tonight. Like I thought they were good. Offensively, they had some stretches, but listen, here's a news flash: without Trey Young, you're probably going to be better defensively, right? Like without Trey Young, you you're gonna be better defensively. Giving more minutes to Chris Dunn and Cam Reddish, it's going to make you a better ball club. Period. It's going to make you a better ball club. Now, I mean, let's not be ridiculous and say, okay, okay, we're not going to play Trey, but that's just what it is. You're going to be better defensively. Um, Again, first quarter starts, and the Hawks run out. You know, they jump out to a big lead. And, again, I thought, again, despite how they're doing, Despite how the game was going, I thought that Milwaukee, all things considered, I thought that Milwaukee did a good job only being down three in that first quarter. You know, Um, the first two guys off the bench for the Hawks were Cam Reddish and Chris Dunn. And I don't think that that was by any coincidence. I think that Nate really wanted to send a message defensively to not only the Bucks, but to his squad, to his team. And was like, look, man, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to have my dogs out there, you know. And, you know, if there's one thing Cam can do is play some defense, you know. The offense is still kind of a work in progress. Same with Chris Dunn. If there's one thing you're going to get from them dudes, it's going to be some good defense. And so they come in and offensively it was kind of a mixed bag with the unit they had in there because they had uh, a five of Dunn, Cam, Bogey, JC, and Capella, which isn't. You know they're not gonna break any offensive of records with that defense with that offense, but uh, they did that unit look good. You know they were only in for a while. Uh, then again, John Collins gets in more foul trouble, picks up a second foul. He's got to go to the bench, and so you get the Gallinari in there. And Gallinari again, man, uh, comes in, hits two out of three shots, uh, two out of three three pointers actually in that first quarter, and the Hawks after one are up three. And I just didn't like the feel of the Bucks tonight. I didn't like uh, they shot 14 three-pointers in that first quarter. And they only made four of them. So, like, I don't understand. Like, and that's a bud team. Like, that is a bud trait. And that's what I thought that was going to happen last game. I thought last game they were just going to shoot a ton of threes. And, you know, they were just going to live and die by that. They didn't. Last game, they went inside, got all those points in the paint, and then they had Chris Middleton take them home. <clears throat> While I don't understand why they didn't do it this game, I don't know. I mean, I think, you again, you got to credit Atlanta's defense. They gave them different looks. And <clears throat> when it came down to it, when it came down to it, um, once they felt that pressure from Atlanta, they were just going to shoot threes all night. That, that's what it was. And you could tell that, you know, Giannis w- w- was – was uh, who was it that said this at, at halftime? I think it was – I don't know if it was Kenny or if it was Chuck. Um, man, who said it? I'm trying to remember who said it. Who said it? They said something about the air balls. At halftime, Giannis had three air balls. He had a air ball of three. <coughs> Excuse me. He airballed a three. He airballed a fee throw and airballed another shot. He was like, look, you airballed three shots. No, it was Kenny. It was Kenny. He's like, you airballed three shots. You're not ready to play. 
Like you are an NBA player. You 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 are not ready to play in a game in which you can go up three to one. You're just not ready to play. And one of the guys chimed in. He's like, yeah, man, if the head dog ain't ready, then the, the troops ain't going to be ready. I think Shaq said that. He was like, you know, if the head dog isn't ready, then the troops ain't going to follow that because they see that you're you not, you know, you're not, you're not ready. Like you're not ready. Second quarter. Hawks start to get Hawks start to run away with this thing, and it wasn't again. It wasn't so much that the Hawks were just shooting lights out. I thought they shot well. There were some offensive possessions. I was like, oh, but Milwaukee was just so bad to, uh, offensively. It was just like again in that quarter in the second quarter, Milwaukee shots nine shoots nine threes, nine three pointers, and they only make one of them. So between by the time you get to the half, you don't yoked up 23 three pointers and you've only hit five. You're shooting 21 <clears throat> percent. Last game, I think you shot 32 as a team at halftime. You're already at 23. You're already at 23 um, from the field. They weren't shooting it. six to 20 from the field like nobody was really making shots. And it was just. It just wasn't good for them. Like, they just didn't seem engaged. And you had one team that was just really playing together. They were playing together for 48 minutes. And I would say this. As much as y'all was getting on Nate last game for, you know, keeping John out. And, you know, that was I, I thought that was fair criticism and some of the other things. Uh, t- talk about having a team ready to play. Talk about having a team ready to play. That was Nate McMillan. These guys will run through a wall for Nate McMillan. He and it's, it's not flash and razzle dazzle and it's nothing Hollywood. He just keeps preaching the same message, the same message, clear, collected, and and, and something else with a C. <laughs> but like the guys believe in it, you know what I'm saying? Like they believe, like oh, we playing together. Like oh, Trey's not in. Okay, we, we can do this. After the game, one of the reporters asked him, you know, what was the message to the players? And he was like, look, man, we've been here before. We've been without Trey. We've been without guys all season long. We've been without DeAndre. Been without Cam. We've been without Gallo. We've been without Bogey. And the message has always been the same. Next man up. You know, you got to play 48 minutes of basketball, you know, and that's what they did. Like they like they didn't blink. They didn't blink. It was like, I don't know if if Milwaukee thought that they were going to just sleepwalk into a three one situation just because trade wasn't there. Nah, like you almost got a you almost got a bigger dog with him out because now everybody's got a little bit more in them. Everybody's got a little bit more in them. They outscored the Bucks twenty six to sixteen in that second quarter, and and you going into the half with a sizable lead. You're going in with a sizable lead, fifty one to thirty eight, right? Fifty one to thirty eight, and to this point, and I will say this: to this point, a, a, a stat, a critical stat that was brought up before the game was this. Before the game, and this is the, this doesn't include this game stats. Before the game, the the Bucks had outscored the Hawks a hundred and eighty eight to eighteen uh, in regards to points in the paint. So the points in the paint in the series has been one eighty eight to one eighteen in favor of the Bucks, and that is why you were winning the series two to one. So I mean, I guess they didn't have anybody saying that. Look. That's why, you know, you guys are being successful is because you're taking advantage of, you know, inside scoring. 
this game they felt a little defensive pressure and was like, oh, we just gonna yoke up all these threes. <laughs> like we just gonna yoke up all these threes, and that's what they did, and um, it didn't work. It didn't work. So the critical part of the game, of course, happens in the third quarter. Um, I thought that uh, they came out a little bit, uh, a little bit aggressive. Um, Giannis comes out, he, he's getting to the hole, and uh, he's scoring, and, and, and Middleton's starting to get a couple of buckets here and there. But I put down on my notes, it, 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 they're not, they're not getting into this lead. <clears throat> they're not getting into this lead. Um, I, I thought that they showed a, a little bit more aggression, and I thought that if a run was was going to be made, it had to be made in that third quarter. But it never happened. And so, unfortunately, you have the injury. Giannis goes down at the seven-minute mark, <clears throat> which is really unfortunate, really unfortunate. You hate to see the guy go down. You hate to see – you just hate to see that, uh, especially for a guy who's had a, such a great regular season. You know, you, you, you just don't like to see injuries. You just don't like – that's been like the, the story of this NBA season. Goes down at the seven-minute mark. And the Atlanta Hawks go on a 12 nothing run as soon as he goes out the game. As soon as he goes out the game. Bogey hits a three, kicks the lead to 20, but calls a timeout. And I'm careful with my tweets. And so I don't say, like, that was the haymaker. But I will say, look, I said, I don't know if that is the haymaker, but the Bucks sure got one hell of a standing eight count in the row on, against the ropes. <laughs> you know, that's one hell of a of a standing eight because I mean the the Hawks were just doing everything they wanted to do. They were doing everything they wanted to do on both sides of the ball. Um, Bogey's hitting shots, Lou's hitting shots. Uh, Cam Reddish probably uh, might even be the, one of the stories of the night. <clears throat> Cam Reddish comes in and just plays. Great defense, great defense on Chris Middleton, like in his chest defense. And um, two things. One, it looks like Cam may have gotten a little taller. I know he's listed as like 6'8", um, but I saw him next to Gallinari, and I think Gallo's like 6'10 or so, 6'9", 6'10"-ish. And Cam looks like he's he's getting up there. Like he could be like 6'9", maybe even close to 610 I don't know I, I he just looks taller to me he looks taller he looks like you know he looks like he's still growing you know for all intents and purposes he's still a college kid you know so I mean I don't know but I thought the defense he played on Chris Middleton was really good um I think that Chris didn't really have it tonight but I mean you got to credit you got to credit the defense as well but uh Cam was a good story tonight, man. Everybody was happy for Cam. It was great to see a smile on the kid's face, having gone through so much adversity and knowing what people and how much people pull for this kid. People pull for this kid probably more so, well, not more so, but on the same level as Trey Young. And I, 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 I'm not gonna bite my tongue when I say that. Like I think they they pull for that dude just as hard as they do for Trey Young. Cam has a huge, tremendous following, and so you know he knocks down the three, uh, gets a bucket going to the hole, and you just see the smile on the kid's face, and you got to be happy for him, right? He's been on, he's been injured for the last four months, you know, trying to make it happen. 
he's got a huge smile on his face, and you know you just had to be happy for Cam. But um, all of these guys contributed for Atlanta, so it's like you know Bogey's hitting shots now, and it's like listen, I'm gonna tell you something: is this dude starts to find his stroke, if he starts to find his stroke, watch out, because we all remember those of us who've been watching these Hawks games all season. We all remember what May, April, and March was like when Bogey was hitting them shots. And and after the game, Coach was like, you know, I, I knew I knew Bogey was, Bogey was going to hit because, like, he's a pro and he's a good shooter. And, like, you can't just hold good shooters down forever. You can't just keep giving them shots because eventually they're going to they gonna, they gonna shoot themselves out of that slump. That's what they do because they're a shooter. They are shooters, and that's what they do. Shooters shoot, man, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, after they went up by 20, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. I mean, you're starting the fourth quarter, uh, you go into the fourth quarter up by 25 and you just know like, okay, like you're not finna just drop no 25 point lead. Not on tonight. Uh, (laughs) one play, uh, Clint Capella with the shot clock going down, shoots the ball over the basket and it goes in, right? Like that's the kind of night it was for the Atlanta Hawks, man. So like, um, you got to credit the Hawks for coming to play. You got to credit to Nate McMillan. Uh, and Nate McMillan, after the game, he credited his coaching staff. He was like, look, man, those guys do a great job. All these guys who stepped up tonight, my coaches are the one that get them ready, that keep them ready, that make sure that they are ready and prepared. So, um, you know, you got to give credit to all those guys, man. It, it looked good on TV. The fans were were just going crazy. I mean, the courtside fans were, like, standing up the whole game. And aesthetically, aesthetically, it looked really good for the city of Atlanta. Also of note, before we go to our uh, our break real quick, also of note, John Collins penned a excellent read in the Players' Tribune. I would invite you guys to check that out. Uh, when you can, excellent read, and it reads a lot better, especially after the Hawks won tonight. <laughs> Make sure you swing by the Haw- I mean, uh, the Players Tribune to check out that piece from John Collins. Uh, great work, right there, man. Great work, timely work, and uh, it's a really great piece. So we're gonna put a pin on this segment, and we're gonna put, uh, get our sponsors in here. After that, we are going to. Um, Go into our second segment with uh, Fab Five, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and our player of the game. We'll read some of your tweets. And uh, stick around, man. You're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. (laughs) Well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawks Beat podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type 
neck pain or back pain, Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment all for $37. Yep, I said it first time visit, $37. So call our guy, Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dow Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawks Beat sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Second segment of the Hawks Beat Podcast. This is episode number 81, season seven, is your man's E-Dub, talking about a Hawks victory, Hawks victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, 110 to 88. Before we get into the Fab Five and good, bad, and ugly and all that stuff, um, just, again, some takeaways from tonight's game is, again, I think the Hawks were going to win this game even if Giannis doesn't get hurt. Um, I thought that their defense was much better, and it forced Milwaukee to settle. Um, they ended up shooting 39 three-pointers and only made eight of them. That's shooting them at a 20% clip, and you're almost shooting 40 of them. Now, the Hawks put up a lot of threes, too. They, they shot 38 uh, three-pointers, but they made 13, which is 34%, which is kind of respectable in today's day and age. But that number of threes, man, when you're losing by that much, it just lets me know that you're settling. It lets me know that you're settling. And it just wasn't going to happen tonight, man. It just wasn't going to happen. And Milwaukee Bucks, for as much as they shoot the three, they are a better team when they when they can kind of calm down on them three-pointers, man. I'm telling you. Because up until this point, they've been winning the points in the paint battle. But this game, they got a little defensive pressure. It forced them to shoot a lot of threes. So it's going to be interesting. There's so many variables about next game. So many variables. We didn't even talk about the Clint Capella injury. Nate, after the game, said uh, he's going to be reviewed, uh, I think, tomorrow. And he'll probably be a game-time decision for game five. So we don't know about that. We don't know about if Trey is going to be a go for for game five. We don't know what the status on Giannis is uh, for game five. So um, we're going to know a lot more. Problem. I don't. You know what? We probably won't even know up until game time. Um, tomorrow's a travel day for both of these teams if they didn't leave tonight. So I mean, all of that information is going to be. It's going to be coming out, and uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, man, because as soon as we get it from the Hawks, we, we put it out there. So uh, if you're on Twitter, follow us at HawksBeat. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, but Twitter is our main vehicle of how we get out our information. So uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. All right, um, let's go with the good, bad, and the ugly for tonight. So um, <clears throat> if you're new to the pod, one of the things we always do is a segment which is the good, bad, and ugly, which was kind of kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> we just talk about the good of the game, the bad, and and the ugly. So uh, the good for me tonight is um, I would have to say just 
the overall and it's tough to kind of pinpoint one thing because it was so many things that just hit right for the Hawks. I mean, literally every every move that Nate made, uh, it just hit right for the Hawks. But um, I'm going to go with Lou Williams as far as the good for tonight. Just the Lou Williams story playing 35 minutes. When you look at the Lou Will story in its totality, you know, a guy who grew up in Georgia, a guy that played at South Gwinnett, who's been in the league for a long time, finally coming home to play for the hometown Hawks, you know, gets a start in a huge Eastern Conference Finals game and just shows up big. I mean, 21 points, 7-9 from the field. Two or three from three-point range, dished out eight assists, and only had one turnover. Like you, I I could go with the Cam Reddish angle, but to me the story is Lou Will. Like the story is Lou Will, and um, you just got to tip your cat to the vet, man. You got to tip your cat to the vet, and uh, you know salute to him. The bad tonight. And I hate to do this. I hate to do this, but I got to keep it real. And y'all, y'all listen because y'all know I'm going to keep it real. John Collins, man, four points, seven boards, got in the foul, little foul trouble again tonight. Played 29 minutes, but uh, he just kind of seemed to disappear tonight. You know, it, it just not good, not good. Um, I want to see more out of John. I want to see him be more aggressive. Stop settling for them threes. If you're only going to take eight shots, don't let three of them be threes, you know. I know it's within the offense, and so I don't think he took a bunch of bad shots, but you got to assert yourself more, man. you got to assert yourself more uh, in that offense. And, you know, it's it's. I, I'll tell you this. If the Hawks had lost, he would have, he would have received a lot of heat with that four points and seven boards. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. But, uh, yeah, man, I think I think you needed more from John. It would have been nice to see him get more. But it was good if you're a Hawks fan for them, for him to go four and seven, and you didn't even really need it because everybody else was clicking. So that was the bad. The ugly, uh, I got to go with Giannis's injury. Uh, God, I hope he's okay. I mean, I hate to see guys get hurt, hate to see guys get injured. And this has just been the injury season from hell for the NBA. Like, I cannot name a star or an all-star who went this season unscathed. I cannot think of one who went this season unscathed from injury. Kyrie, KD, Braun, AD, Harden, Trey, Giannis, Embiid, maybe Joker. Maybe Joker didn't. Maybe he made it the whole season. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got hurt. Tatum got hurt. Tatum had COVID. I mean, like, every star got hurt in some way, form, or fashion this season. Crazy, crazy. But uh, thoughts and prayers to the man. I hope it's not an ACL or an MCL. I hope it's not bad. The good thing about it is that he was walking afterwards. The way he he was able to put some pressure on it after it happened. Now, again, I told my wife, like, I could just be adrenaline, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could just be adrenaline, him being able to walk off that court like that. Um, in the morning, he's going to feel it. He's going to feel it because the knee hyperextended. Like, you could see it. It hyperextended. Like, I looked at it once, and I didn't want to see it again. It wasn't good. So, um, 
God, man, it, I just hate it for him. I hate it for him. Such a good kid who's come from nothing. And uh, that, to me, was the ugly part because we never want to see injuries regardless of um, who it happens to. Um, let's transition to the Fab Five. Fab Five is where we pick the five best players for the Hawks tonight. And I will tell you, that tonight was an easy one for me. Um, I'm going to go with all four starters. Uh, and Cam Reddish. I'm going to go with Lou, Bogey, Clint, Herder, and Cam Reddish. I'm going to slide John out of there. Um, I thought John, uh, I already said what I had to say about John, but I thought the five best players were Lou, Bogey, Cam, Kevin, and John. I mean, not John, and Clint. Um, we'll start with Kevin. Kevin uh, played 36 minutes, 15 points. Again, you guys know how I, and I, I, I promise you, I'm going to keep on saying this until Kevin listens to me. Kevin put up 15 shots, 15 points, very efficient night, except from beyond the three. He only hit one three-point. He was one of seven. But I, I want to see Kevin shoot more, man. Like, I mean, and, and again, like within the offense, everybody was in the offense, and it was fine. Like, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of picking at him a little bit, but – Listen, Trey wasn't that. Trey was out tonight, man. I wouldn't mind Trey, uh, Kevin putting them shots up. I like to see Kevin shoot, man. But Kevin's definitely one of the guys in the top five tonight. Um, Got to go Clint Capella, 15 boards, seven, uh, 15 points, seven rebounds, um, six or seven from the field, three or four, even made his foul shots tonight. Um, in that circus shot from behind the uh, <laughs> behind the backboard, it went in. Uh, good night for the big fella tonight. I thought he played a much better game tonight than he did in game three. I thought he left some stuff out there in game three, but a uh, much better effort tonight from Clint Capella. One of the stories of tonight, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, after the game, he's talking to Shaq, and you know, he is just good to see that smile on his face. It was good to see him knock down shots finally. We know that he's been thugging it out on one leg because of that knee injury. He goes to the bench, and it's the biggest ice pack I've ever seen. And they're just icing the knee, keeping the knee good. And uh, it was good to see him knock down shots tonight, man. 20 points for Bogey, 7 and 19 shooting. <laughs> of those 19 shots, 14 were threes. <laughs> Bobby was letting that thing fly, man. And I get it, man, because back in my day, I was a shooter. And, like, you know, we have a mentality of if I make one shot, I'm hot. If I miss one, I'm due. And that's that's a shooter's mentality. And Bogey has that mentality. So, shout out to Bogey. Uh, Lou Will talked about him earlier. 21-8, and eight, one turnover, 35 minutes, 7-9 um, from the field. Extremely efficient. You got to salute the vet. You got to salute the vet. And finally, the last guy, uh, last but definitely not least, Cam Reddish. 12 points, five boards, five and nine shooting, two and nine behind the arc. Um, if you look at the the Twitter impressions, Cam, I'm surprised Cam Reddish isn't trending if he isn't already. Um, everybody's pulling for Cam. A lot of people like Cam. And, um, I mean, he was just. He was just he was good tonight. I don't think he was the main story. I think that he was one of the stories. But um, twelve points for the kid tonight. Played great defense on Middleton, and um, 
it was just good to see him smiling and back into the, the, the uh, you know, back into the swing of things. So, Fat Five for tonight, Lou Will, Bogey, Cam, Kev, and Clint. That is the five for tonight. And before we close out this segment, we'll go to the Twitters. We'll go to Twitter. Again, follow us on Twitter, at HawksBeat, and uh, let us know. Because after each game, I ask the question, who was the Hawks player of the game? I actually asked who was the, the top five. Let me see if anybody responded to that. Um, we'll see. Let's go to the player of the game and see how you guys responded to that. Um, Benjamin at Benjamin P 32 said Cam Lou and bogey. <laughs> he said, I couldn't pick one. All right. So we bet we, we, we back, right? You guys are back to giving me three and four names when I asked for what? <laughs> it's so good. Um, Juan Tom soup. Oh, nine one six. He said, if I had to pick one, it would be bogey. Okay. Okay. Uh, our guy, Joshua Fletcher said, Lou, Played starters minutes, got buckets, and kept the offense together. Um, another guy said bogey. A guy, Dewan Goodwin, said starting player of the game is Lou. Bench player of the game is Cam. I see what you did there, man. You still gave me two, but I still what you did. I see what you did there. It's all to the good. Uh, Junie, 7997, says Cam. My guy, B. Harper, 90. I've been trying to get Harp on the show, man, for the longest, man. But uh, Harper says Cam Reddish. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me read some more. Let me read some more. Let's see what else. Da, da, da. State of Malone says Cam Reddish. Alib Derek says Cam and Bogey, a.k.a. the future. Um, a lot of folks tw- uh, tweeting in tonight, man. And uh, actually, our guy Nate Blanchett tw- uh, tweeted us about the Fab Five. He said Lou, Bogey, Cam, Kevin, and Gallo. Okay. He said, that's tough, though. Everybody played solid, and I feel bad for leaving John off. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's, 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 you can only get five. That's the hard part about it, right? Um, last but not, The last one I'll read is from Chris underscore Tuffer underscore D. He said, Cam Reddish, my man, stopped multiple drives and showed up. So thank you guys for checking out and supporting our Twitter account, interacting with us. We appreciate uh, the interactions. We like we like doing it with the fans. We like hearing y'all's feedback, uh, whether it be good or bad. It's all to the good, man. So um, we're going to take a quick break and uh, run a, a sponsor real quick, and then we'll come up and tie these loose ends in the third and final segment. You are listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 81. 81 of these bad boys. Episode 81, Season 7. It's your man's E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. What's up, guys? It's your man E-Dub to once again tell you about Manscaped. Fellas, listen. It's about to be springtime in the city. Temperatures are rising. One thing you don't want, sweat coming from your man bush below the belt. Let's keep it real. The good folks over at Manscaped are here for your springtime trim. Listen, they have the waterproof lawnmower 3.0. That's going to give you that smooth bush to tush cleanup that some of you are in desperately need of. Let's keep it real. Or maybe you just need the weed whacker. Manscaped's state-of-the-art nose and hair trimmer. 
They have so many products from toners to deodorant to specially designed boxers. Manscaped is doing something special for just my listeners. Go to manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT. Again, it's manscaped.com, use our promo code for HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped, you'll be glad you did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 81 of the Hawkspeed Podcast. It's your man's E-Dub. Um, last segment, I forgot to give out the player of the game. Um, I read all of the player of the game uh, <laughs> tweets, but I forgot to actually select a player of the game. And this one is tough because I really have it between Lou and between Cam. And and. I probably could give it to both of them, right? Let's go ahead and give it to both of them. I'm going to go ahead and give it to both of them. Um, But I will say this. I will say if there was a player of the game A and a player of the game B, player of the game A would definitely be Lou Will. 21 points, 8 assists, filling in for Trey. And if you don't get that 21 and 8 from him, if you don't get that start the way he started out the game, and just that stability that he brought this team as a whole, you're not winning this ball game. You're not winning this ball game. Um, I thought he did a great job of distributing. Um, led the team with eight assists. Now, low key, Kevin had seven assists, right? So Kevin did a lot of playmaking as well that he probably uh, didn't get a lot of credit for. But uh, Lou Will with the twenty-one and eight, I just thought it was just extremely valuable. The 35 minutes that he logged tonight, I thought without that you don't win a you don't win the ball game. Um, also, I thought Cam the 23 minutes he played, I thought he was good defensively, uh, really good defensively, and he had some shots go down, and that which is always a plus, you know. Again, seeing the smile on his face, 12 points, five boards, 23 uh, minutes. Hopefully, um, his minutes will be increased um, after the game. Coach McMillan said that, you know, he'll be reviewed tomorrow, see how he feels, and then the, the team will make an assessment on if those minutes should go up or if they should stay capped. So he played 23 minutes, so I'm guessing his cap was either 25 or 20, uh, around, around about that area. So that's probably where his cap is right now, but we will see. Moving forward, again, there's no rest in between these games, which is why these injuries are so very important. You get a day off, and then you're playing in Milwaukee. So today is Tuesday. You're going to have Wednesday off, and Thursday you're in Milwaukee playing game five. There's too many variables to even really discuss, like even a game plan for 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 Milwaukee. I mean, there's a chance that you could be without Giannis, without Trey, without, you know, Clint. Like, I mean, hopefully hopefully all of those guys are back. Hopefully. But we just don't know. We just don't know. So, um, I don't know, man. We just got to wait and see. Hawks get the dub either way, though, tonight. 110-88. A thorough, a thorough victory. All four quarters played for the Hawks on both sides of the ball. This is as complete of a win uh, that you've seen in a long time for the Hawks. As a, as it's just a complete win for everybody all around. So I think that about covers it, man. We want to we, we 
Let me just look at my notes, make sure I ain't leave nothing out. <laughs> I think we good, man. Listen, it's 1 o'clock a.m. And again, we appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. We appreciate the listens. We appreciate the reshares and the retweets, all of the interaction on Twitter, or even on Instagram, guys. We'll go ahead and check us out on Instagram. We don't post that much on Instagram. and uh, But... You know, we do have an Instagram following. We do have folks that follow us on Instagram. And sometimes we'll post clips from our podcast. And uh, But our main vehicle is Twitter. i got to shout out one of my guys on Instagram. Um, my guy, Christopher Ditchfield. Uh, he hits me up on Instagram. I think he, he hit us up on Twitter as well. Yeah, he said, Clam, Cam Reddish, player of the game. Man broke up so many drives and helped run that offense. Let's go. Uh, so shout out to my guy on Instagram. I think he hit me up on Twitter as well. I don't know. But shout out to all our listeners, all of our people that support the Hawks beat. And uh, we just out here trying to create some good content for you guys, man. That's what we do. So that's why we up to 1 a.m. doing podcast. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time to get up uh, out of here. Hopefully uh, get this thing uh, posted, put to bed and, uh, you know, just keep it moving. So, again. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.